like people tend to. You know how people are? They tend to be that way. They tend to be a lot of ways, Diane. They tend to be, uh, uh, they tend to have two arms, two legs, two eyes, two ears, two nostrils, two rather prominent front teeth, uh, two sets of personal values, one that they present in public and one that they keep for the people they are most intimate with. (laughs) And uh, two uh, uh, pairs of pants. (laughs) I see. Yep, they do all that. <laughs> all of that, they, can, they contain multitudes, and yet they still have time for It's 8.45 a.m. Saturday, July the 25th, 2020. I'm Bill. I'm Diane. It's the Bill and Diane Here we are in the striped palace. The striped treehouse. Sun is hitting the Venetian blinds, which are closed, so it makes these lateral stripes. And the stripes are not only up there in the windows, but down there on the carpet. Yes, I'm very happy to have the Venetian blinds. Yes, this is the. These... We are a we are a uh, east west facing situation. Our front windows face the east, and our rear windows face the west, so we get the sun full on. For a while in the morning, since we got a building right across from us, so it doesn't doesn't really hit our windows until about now. But the nice thing is that at around eleven we can open up. Yes. And then it's sort of like the the sun will pass yeah, it overhead, and it's like if you were living. I remember this from when I lived on Libby Creek. Libby Creek had very limited sun, you know. On most days, because you had you were in a river bottom, right, creek bottom, between two hills. So you had you had not only the hills but the trees on the hills, and so you had a limited arc of sunlight. Was that a good or bad thing? Oh, it depended on the season. Yeah. In the winter time, when there was snow on the ground, and, and you or in spring. It would take longer for the snow to melt off uh, down to where we were than if, if you were on an exposed piece of property or down in the valley floor. It's little things like that you'd notice. But I'm not sure why we got, uh, got uh, sidetracked into the uh, meteorological uh, anomalies. Uh, stripes. stripes. Stripes in the house. Stripes in the house. Sun exposure. The afternoon sun is the one that bothers me the most. That's the one that hits my, my office window and warms things up in there pretty darn kind of unrelentingly for about four or five hours especially this time of year because the sun is actually going down at kind of an angle so it's right in between where there's no building for it to go behind which is a yeah it's right, it's right about <laughs> right <there. laughs> i'm doing like a karate chop on the diane's head as i'm pointing the direction that the sun is arcing in right now anyway all of that being said, it's a lovely Saturday morning uh, at the end of what has been another hectic week here in Lake Amphetamine. Well, don't you think, Diane? It has been a somewhat hectic week. Ah, but it started more hectic than it ended, if yes. we're talking about Diane's uh, uh, employment experience, which is, you know, part of the general vibe of the house now, more than it used to be when it was happening in a remote locality, and I just got the beginning and the end of it. Uh, here in the house. 
No, it's all swirling around, man. It's like, you know, eddies of, of different diffuse type uh, fragrances, shall we say. <laughs> or, uh, you know, other kind of unpleasant uh, agitations. I got myself a cup of coffee here and I'm going to take me a sip. In an otherwise serene vibage. Uh, <laughs> ah, these are the kinds of things that uh, now manifest themselves here in the treehouse. Uh, which has created a, a wide... Uh, Pardon me, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. ...emotional palette. Uh, much wider and more... Ew, boy. ...colorful and more nuanced... That's good coffee. Uh, ...than previous. <laughs> but I digress. <laughs> Over to you, Diane. Isn't that all, all what the Bill and Diane <laughs> show us about, yeah. is digression? It's the weekly digression, <laughs> the exercise in digressions. But yeah, I've, been, uh, I've been reading great stuff... And I've been listening to different music. Because of Billy Collins? Because of Billy Collins. Yeah, that's where the jazz came from. You know, and I have found this this jazz record that I would like to feature today, if you don't mind. I don't mind. The thing that I the best jazz for me. I don't like jazz vocals that much. Uh, unless you're talking about Louis Armstrong or Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah, I like love them. Louis Armstrong. Um, love Ella Fitzgerald. Yeah. Or Nat King Cole. If I'm, oh, in the, if I'm in the mood. Love Nat King Cole. But anyway, what I like best is a piano trio. That is my favorite. A piano, bass, and drums. That's where I feel like when I listen to jazz on the piano, it makes more sense to me than it does certainly on the guitar. I do not like jazz guitar that much. There's a few players like Mike Nelson, local guy, love his playing. And I guess if I was in the room with the guitarist, I would enjoy it. But in terms of listening to it on recordings, eh, it just doesn't grab me. And maybe because I just haven't heard the right jazz guitarist. But jazz piano has always spoken to me. And you got your Thelonious Monk, you got your, you know, you got your Oscar Peterson, who is just unbelievable, and Bill Evans. And these guys were not only great piano players, but great composers. And uh, Bill Evans is the one I want to play a couple of tunes from today. That's what I want to do. So I didn't mean to front load that. I'm sorry. I can edit that out and then reinsert it at the end. No. I'm just. But that's one of the things that's been happening in my life is that because there's all this kind of enclosed time, right? Because I think everybody is, if if you had to describe how we're feeling, it's enclosed. We're enclosed. And that affects you differently at different parts of the day, parts of the week. Sometimes it's absolutely maddening. Because I want to be with people. Yeah. You know, I want to be with my friends. And I don't want to just be with them uh, on a screen. I want to be with them where I can smell them and taste them and feel them. And, you know, the taste way you, them? Whatever. You know. <laughs> but it's kind of throwing everybody into another level of introspection, I think. Either for good or for ill, whether they like it or not. Uh, it's taking you into a lot of different directions. And, and the... And the pleasant things, for me, have been the way it's thrown me back into poetry. Not that I was ever out of poetry, but I have not been this immersed in it uh, for many decades. And also it's causing me to seek out music that soothes me uh, on a particular, in a particular kind of way. Uh, and the way I find piano jazz soothing is that it's enervating music, it's energetic, but it's, it doesn't feel confrontational. It just feels like uh, it's talking about mood. It's talking about 
feeling and stuff like that, but it's there's a fundamental exultant quality to jazz music, I think, that it's it feels like music of uh, praise or music of uh, joy. That's what I wanted to say. That's been my experience this week. Now will you talk? Now? <laughs> Finally? Jeez, I, I'm, I'm just, just I've been listening. filling here. I've been filling. You haven't been I'm filling. You've been just, talking. I've been talking. I thought this when I turned on the microphone. I thought I had absolutely nothing to say, because all that's been happening is then I started talking. Because all I've been doing is you know I've been reading poetry and so now I've said a bunch of stuff. Now you can talk. Well, I haven't had as much time to do much of anything yeah. but work lately. But my my deadline was on Tuesday and still had some things to clean up on Wednesday, but took Thursday off. And you asked me in the mor- in the morning, what are you going to do with your day off? And I said, absolutely nothing. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I did. Yeah. I mean, I just watched a couple movies, watched some old Weird Al Yankovic um, videos, which totally delighted me. Uh, made me laugh. I really love to be able to laugh during these times. And, yeah... Yeah. And now we're uh, had a day on yesterday, and now I'm off again. And so, I would, I was just thinking as you were talking about how jazz has never hit my hit the chord in me, the resonant chord. But I like it. But it doesn't. I never feel like, oh, I want to listen to jazz record. That just doesn't happen in my experience. I love it when it's in movies, I, you mm. know, as a yeah. soundtrack. It's sort of like it's the soundtrack to somebody else's life that I really enjoy being around. But it isn't the soundtrack to mine. My, my soundtrack seems to be more represented by Celtic music and... Um, folk music, singer-songwriters, you know, soundtracks, uh, literal soundtracks from movies that are written for the movie, like um, Rachel Portman or uh, Thomas Newman. Newman, You know, music like that just (coughs) pleases me. Yeah, I think I like jazz because it's really outside of my my musical world where I make music. It's, It's pretty... I mean, it, it, I don't know. I don't Sometimes know if there are anything outside of your musical world, but you because you play a lot of different kinds of stuff, and you're as a singer songwriter, you are not. I guess I do married have a lot to one kind of style. Influences, yeah. You do scat in your folk scat, as people say, but it's really just scat. No, I just no, I I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying that. It's just never struck the the resonant chord in me. Yeah. But I love listening to it when somebody else chooses it and chooses to have it on. And I just never choose to have it on myself. So, so I'll be very interested to hear what. Yeah, well, I mean, it's playing. pretty pretty. Uh, Scott LaFaro is the stand-up bass player. He was killed in an auto accident a week after these recordings were made. So. It caused Bill Evans to, when they were assembling the album, because what they do from to make a jazz record, especially a live one, is they'll record like three days of performances and pick the best songs. Because you'll always see 
like Sunday at the Village Vanguard, this is the album that was released, and it's Gloria's Steps Take Two, recorded this date. My Man's Gone Now, live at the Village Vanguard, that must have been the only one. Solar, and then it says, and then it says Alice Wonderland Take Two, All of You Take Two, there's Gloria's Steps Take Three, and then as bonus tracks, they will, they will play some of the other takes. Jade Visions, there's two versions of that on here. All of You, is, there's two versions of that, Alice in Wonderland. You know, so you get this feel for the way these people worked together. And so when you've got three instruments, piano, bass, and drums, they're filling three particular parts of kind of the, of the sonic spectrum so that you can hear each one of them very well. And they, Bill Evans mixed this album or wanted this album to highlight Scott LaFaro, his bass playing, because he was dead. Well, before this album came out, between the time it was recorded and the time it was released, he was he died in a car crash. So they kind of wanted it to feature his playing. So he's mixed. Really, I mean, the, I, in terms of the sonic quality of this record, is unsurpassed. Some of uh, Oscar Peterson, Oscar Peterson, some of his live recordings are, and, I, and so I love live recordings, and I love piano jazz played on the piano. So. This is like the best of all possible worlds in terms of my jazz appreciation. Oh, this is still running. Good. I don't know where I'm going to start because <laughs> I was thinking, okay, so I'm going to find all this and then I will start talking again. Uh, so Scott LaFaro and Paul Motion is the drummer. So they're all three just really good players kind of at the height of their powers and it's just a very mellow village vanguard in New York City, uh, you know, uh, very casual kind of the epitome of the nightclub, you know, except there's no saxophone. I don't like saxophone that much in jazz. I mean, I like, you know, some, but piano is what really jumps out at me. So that's why. Anyway, were we even talking about this? So, yeah. Well, when you were saying that uh, this enclosure... The isolation, or whatever you want to call this time, yeah. has caused you to go into poetry and music that you like. And certainly, we've watched more movies and TV shows than we usually would. I'm playing my guitar more. Well, the thing that's that it was reminding me of is um, that in. Uh, Robertson Davies, one of my favorite authors, he had a, a trilogy called World of Wonders, and one of the books, The Manticore, was about... No, the Deptford trilogy. Right? Oh, excuse me. Yeah. The first book that I read in that was The World of Wonders, and so that's why I was thinking about The World of Wonders. But uh, the second novel is called The Manticore, and... Uh, it is basically a union uh, therapy exploration with uh, with a particular character that appears in uh, in the Deptford trilogy in various ways. That's one of the things I love is that it's different explorations of different characters. But at one point, he is talking about an illness that he had that was that forced him to be in bed for a, a, a several months and the psychotherapist basically says 
that she had always believed that any illness that took you down for that amount of time but didn't totally debilitate you, that you had time to think, was almost like your body's way of saying, okay, time out, we need to stop and think about our lives, you know, and, and that you have more time to reflect. And in a way, I almost feel like that's what's happening right now for us as a society as a whole. We're getting a time out to, to think. Yeah, I've heard it called a healing crisis. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I yeah, that's part of my, been my, part of my thinking is that this is an opportunity. Um, and it's worth seizing on. And I think for me, it, you know, it reminds us of what is most central to our lives, you know. And uh, well, especially if you think about an illness uh, giving you time to contemplate your life, you're thinking about your roots. You're thinking about different things that had happened to you through your family history, and in a way, this is sort of like our societal history. We're, yeah, we're giving a chance because, to think about our societal history as as our our broader family history. Yeah. True. So. But it's an illness that's loose in the world. It's not an illness that we're that we have, and because we have an illness, we're doing this. It's because there's an illness loose on the land. Um, I know, but it's kind of the illness that is affecting us all, right? right? right. That's what I mean. It's not that we. Haven't and and quite frankly, if you had the illness, you might not be in a, in any position. To, position, to, to you're to not be, in a be. contemplative state. Because right. the the theory was in the book that if you had an illness that was not life threatening, but just took you down for a while, like if even if you sprained your ankle and you couldn't walk for a while or right. whatever. Right. But I just really have felt like it's given people time if they wish to reflect and right and i you know i feel i have this sense of relish uh and mustard because you know who knows at what moment will this illness that's on the land enter our family you know that's the i mean when i think about the sustained good fortune of having not had anyone close to me be touched by this yet yeah in spite of whatever circumstances, whatever level of precaution different members of my circle might be taking or their, where their employment takes them, uh, if they're still able to work, you know, it's just extraordinary to me. And I feel, I feel this sense of good fortune that it hasn't entered my circle. And uh, there's a luxury to that. And, uh, you know, everybody should wear masks. In terms of the way they respond, safety-wise, they should think worst-case scenario. Yeah. Take more precaution than is necessary. Why not? You know, if you're going to err, err on the side of too much caution. It seems like there's, if there's one time in our history, or at least in the history that I've been part of, wherein that is the, is the smart thing to do, this would be that moment. So. Certainly, I'm doing that myself. Yeah. And I'm thankful to hear that my family is also, um, that they even volunteer that information because a lot of the people in my family are now 
in stages of age, you know. Yeah. So um, I'm really happy that everybody is taking extra precaution. But I don't know. I feel just lazy. I don't really feel like pushing any sort of conversation to to go anywhere. Fine. <laughs> Be that way. No, I'm just, I think we've had the conversation. Uh... Bill Evans Trio, Sunday at the Village Vanguard is the name of the album. It was recorded on June 25th, 1961 at the Village Vanguard in New York City yeah. on the Riverside label. Featuring Bill Evans on piano, Scott LaFaro on bass, Paul Motion on drums.
Thank you.